Welcome back to the Workprint's brand new season of the Magicians Podcast. I'm your host, Bilal Mia, and joining me again for a new season is Nicole. Yay! <laughs> What's up, Nicole? How's your year been since the Magicians ended? Um, It's been very eventful, and I'm so excited for season five. I wasn't sure how it was going to be so far after Quentin's departure, but rest in peace but so far it's been really good from what we've seen right yeah so we've seen the first three episodes but i don't think we're going to go too far into um spoilers on the second and third with this one i think we're going to concentrate mostly on the first episode Mm -hmm. but um yeah i'm excited to see what the world is like with magic i mean we ended the season with no big apocalypse it um it picks up about a month after season four magic is back um, and I think the big theme for the first three episodes is f- people finding their new journey, um, mm-hmm. yeah. accepting this, their new roles in lives, and the dealing with the loss of Quentin uh, for multiple characters and what does that mean to them. And I think it's it, it, and it's nice because you don't see it immediately in the first episode, but as you go uh, across the first three episodes, you definitely see how each character takes it in their own strides. Um, and it, I think, as usual, the show does a really good job when it comes to emotional stake and development for a lot of these characters. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I actually really liked too, wherein it didn't feel like they were rushing over the grieving process for the for a bunch of the different characters, um, especially those who were closest to Quentin. And so even though he's gone, he still feels very much a part of the show, right? And like... Uh, as we see each character kind of dealing with their own grief in different ways, um, it does sort of feed fuel for character development setup for um, this new season, which has been kind of like really interesting so far. Yeah, and while the first episode is a lot of establishment, yeah, mm-hmm. because I know you messaged me after the first episode and you were like, ah, I don't know if I'm feeling this. Yeah, I was, and, yeah, exactly. I was like, am I a little bit bored? I, yeah. Worried? Yeah. And then I was like, no, just watch the next two and like, you'll definitely get the idea of where this is going. Um, and I, I think they handle it pretty well. Yeah, it might not be the best first episode back, but I think it's pretty solid uh, nonetheless. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's it's very interesting because it takes place one month after, and we get to see how each character, what each character is kind of doing, and get to witness what the effects of magic being back, and not just being back, being back in such an abundant force. Yeah, it's um, magic with a vengeance. <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it's like so, it, if the plumber had turned off like a sink, um, when Quentin helped bring it back, it was more like. He turned a on a waterfall. Yeah, yeah exploded. Like the dam. Yeah, so there's <laughs> water everywhere. And one of the consequences of this is, like, we get to start seeing some cooler stuff with magic, mm-hmm. it, but we also see some of the consequences, uh, yeah. which I think in the first uh, very opening of the uh, show, we see Julia getting ready for a date with Penny, uh, which I, is kind of cute. It's, it's good to see characters just, like, not preparing for the next apocalypse mm-hmm. uh, which we kind of seen season to season like um it, it's just been one we leave on a bad cliffhanger and it's nice to see them taking it one one thing at a time yeah it's a little bit of a yeah. slower pace i would say as yeah. far as um like a, a first episode for a new season mm-hmm. and it was it is i'm still a little like 
because Penny and Katie had been uh, together for like so many seasons, seeing Pen- although you know it's Penny twenty three and Julie together, it's taking me some time to get used to still. Oh, I love it. Right. It's I, I, but it's good. It's good. It, like it's yeah, good. it's really good. Like they have good chemistry too, and mm-hmm. so um, like he actually takes her to um like this very very beautiful spot, and it's like the woods, and you can see the sky. And yeah. like he, what was it yeah. called in the favor with somebody that does the meteor magic? Yeah, yeah, his and, his friend. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's really neat because it like I think one of the explanations he gives is like because there's so much magic now he has the ability to make cool art using meteors, meteors which yeah. is like it's kind of bonkers when you think about it, but it's really neat to see like one of the positive effects. Like you don't really think of what kind of art you can create mm-hmm. with magic. It's not something that like I would have ever thought of doing. But it's really neat to see like them actually uh, the showrunners play with this concept. Yeah. Uh, but that's when things go wrong. <laughs> yeah, because surges, a magical is a surges thing. Exist. It's a yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> too much of a good thing. It so one of the meteors actually um, ends up kind of going off course and nearly hits them. But of course, Penny, being the traveler, whisks them away and we find out that this is something that happens fairly regularly and it causes so it's too much magic at one given point in time right and so it causes spells and um a whole bunch of crap to go haywire yeah and it it's not something that could be pinpointed either mm-hmm. and it, there seems to be no rhyme uh, or pattern necessarily yet, exactly. right? exactly yeah yeah and so for julia while all this is going on mm-hmm. she's trying to figure out what to do with her magic something that would honor quentin uh for her and uh, because she was a goddess she lost those powers all through a decision penny made for her uh to keep her alive to make her human uh but she got it back through the grief of losing quentin at the end of last season so curiously though do you think mm -hmm. she's she has like god goddess level magic still or it's like now human level magic i think it's human level i okay I think mm-hmm. for story reasons, they might have had to tone her back. Otherwise, she, like, how do you stop a god? You yeah, know? yeah. And that that was a lot of the journey of, of the last couple of seasons with the librarians mm-hmm. taking over, becoming too powerful. True, like, true. You can yeah. only raise the stakes so high. So that I think it's kind of good to for them to tone it back down mm-hmm. a bit. Um, that's me personally, but who knows at this point. Um, <laughs> They could always pull something uh, as long as it make it work. Uh, I think it shouldn't be a problem. So yeah, but I think for yeah, so Julia's trying to find a way <laughs> to honor Quentin, and because of that, she goes and visits Alice. Alice, yeah. And do you want to talk about uh, that scene now, or do you want to come back to that later? I think we could come back to the okay. scene a bit later. Uh, so let's jump over to. Penny and what he's up to this episode. This is very unexpected, right? I definitely didn't see mm. it coming. <laughs> Wherein, since uh, because there's so much magic um, kind of in the system now, there are way more people around the world who are kind of waking up to their abilities. And so Break Bills has become a state school, in a sense, wherein if they were your ultra-elite private graduate school before, now there's just so many um, people um, 
attending now. And as a result of that, Dean Fogg, who earlier comes to the apartment to actually talk to Penny, says that um, there's also been a massive increase in people dis um, displaying the rare abilities like his own. And he, being the only Breakbills trained um, magician who is also a traveler in the world, in the entire world right now, um, is the most qualified person to actually teach a class. And so the dean has t uh, requested that he become a professor, which I found hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And so Penny, knowing the dangers of traveling, is like, hey, I don't want to do this. What if I get somebody killed? And the dean's like, I'll oh, just sign this. You know, it doesn't make you liable yeah. for anything. Yeah, exactly. And it, <laughs> and it turns out, uh, so yeah, he signs it, he goes into his class. And he's literally the worst teacher ever. Yeah, he's like, this sucks, everything sucks, you should just get a tattoo so you can't travel, put some words up, and live your life. Peace. Yeah. <laughs> and I love how everyone's so indifferent to him, Yeah. Um, for the most part. And they're just like, what's your problem, old man? And I'm just like, I'm like there's no respect for Benny. So he pretty much takes does his lecture in about three minutes and leaves he's like pretty much quits he's like i'm not teaching any of you um uh so he's off but fog ends up coming back to him later in the episode and is like hey remember that uh no liability thing you signed it's actually a contract to be a teacher and you can't back out of it otherwise i'll sue you so nothingness i found fog's comment of i've never met a penny who read the fine print so freaking hilarious yeah. too because you know another contract that he signed that bites him in the ass because now he's he's a slave to break bills essentially <laughs> so yeah he can't quit he can't quit yeah. ever and otherwise he would get sued and apparently break bill lawyers can find you on any world so there you go there's some good lawyers <laughs> but how, how are they gonna get to that different world eh, they'll find a way um, yeah, so he ends up going back to class and decides to teach him the cool sides of being a traveler and taking him to another world completely, which is a really cool lesson. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things, uh, one of his students approaches him and tells him that she's been hearing this, like, was it a signal? She's yeah, heard? it's a weird signal that she can't understand or anything. So Penny has her... Sh uh, kind of show him and so he takes down his wards um, but as a result he is unable to control his abilities and he is forced to like uh, to travel without consent essentially and then so when he gets back he's of course very like flustered and doesn't understand what just happened so that's an interesting subplot for this season like what is that who caused it um, I'm guessing, yeah, <laughs> I'm guessing that the his student couldn't really like it wasn't really affecting her as much because she hasn't unlocked her ability to, to travel yet, right? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's that's interesting, and I I I'm sure it's somehow going to be somehow connected to all this apocalyptic stuff. But oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. It, yeah, we know one thing for sure when it comes to the magicians: all roads lead to a collaboration in one form or another. Yep, exactly, yeah. exactly. So one thing all these seasons have taught us: these all these things have a common thread. Um, so that yeah, that kind of leaves Penny off for this episode, mm -hmm. and we definitely pick up on the signal. 
or the effects of the signal in the future episodes for sure. Um, but let's move on to let's see, Margot Margo and Elliot. Yeah, so they're in Fillory, but 300 years in the future of Fillory. And they've been trying to get into Whitespire, but um, there are too many guards posted, and so they've been uh, very unsuccessful. But then they come across a group of cosplaying partiers, and they find out that today happens to be a celebration called the Great Unshackling. And the um the revelers are on their way to white spire to celebrate and so the two tag along and are treated to a play of um kind of what's been going on in fillory for the last 300 years and so we find out that essentially josh and fen were killed right yeah so they were kind of dethroned because this mysterious group called the takers suddenly started appearing in the borderlands and when the Florians asked them for help they didn't do anything but then a mysterious dark wizard appeared and saved them and then the people um decided to make him king instead and was thus called the dark king um fen sadly gets hung and josh has his head cut off which, of course, really upsets Margot, right? Yeah. So she runs off, and Elliot goes after her, and she's like, you know, we gotta endgame this shit. <laughs> Which enough, is a great I, line. <laughs> I, I wrote that same note, and like Elliot's like, where did you have time, time to, to watch endgame? endgame? <laughs> she's like, that's not important. And um, Margot, who we all know is also a secret fillery nerd, um... Uh, when she was still hiking, started an excavation project to um, get to the center of Fillory where there is a clockwork dwarf, a dwarf who um, apparently were the, was the one who taught Jane Chatwin how to do time magic, right? And so her plan is to get down to this clockwork dwarf, ask him to turn back time. That way they can get back and save Josh and Fen from being killed. Um, so she ends up taking uh, Elliot to a different wing of the palace, blasts the wall, and they slide down in the center of Fillory, where they meet the dwarf, who was not really a dwarf, right? Oh, he was a dwarf, wasn't he? Well, he was tall. He wasn't what we would have expected oh, yeah. as a typical dwarf. Yeah. yeah. And he sadly, though, explains that he can't turn back time because that would actually destroy Fillory. Yeah, like, it would mess up a yeah. lot of things. Yeah. And, um, and but he's like, well, I can jump you forward 300 years if you want. She's like, why the hell would we, like, what purpose would that serve? Yeah. So that, for the moment at least, seems like a no-go, right? Yeah. And you know what I found funny is, like, the, the dwarf was just like, did you bring me any food? Yeah, because he's like, I've just been eating cave mushrooms that make yeah. me high. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so bad for him. Like, can't even leave because then things will go out of whack. Yeah. So he's just kind of stuck with cave mushrooms, mushrooms for yeah. eternity. It's like, he's like, uh, if he had some bread or some ham, some assorted condiments. It kind of makes you wonder, like, how was he the one made responsible? Like, was somebody supposed to clock in? At, yeah, at and, then, and then they just never came back. They just never came. They're like, you know what? Screw him. He can take care of it. He's got some mushrooms. He's fine. Yeah. Just waiting for Chad to show up. (laughs) (laughs) So the two somehow magically slide back up. 
and Margot tells um, Elliot, like, why is he so sort of blasé about everything? And like, because he was like, oh, well, let's just go and live in a villa um, by the by the Grand Canal and like drink till we pass out. She's like, we're not leaving. Um, and he, you kind of see, yeah. yeah, he also hasn't really talked much about Quentin's. Yeah, death. I don't think he's he's probably in denial and doesn't really want to process stuff, yeah. right? He also had his. But you have to remember, he recently just also got his body back. From yes, from the, the monster. monster. Yeah. And but Margot is super pissed, and um, so she kind of leaves off to cool down, but then gets caught by a guard because the guard notices her banishment um, marks, and she's thrown into a jail, a jail um, where she suddenly sees Ghost Josh. <laughs> yeah, that was strange. Okay, you want to know something weird uh, that I find Margot and Elliot are able to walk around like once they're inside the castle mm-hmm. they kind of just walk around and do whatever the hell they want yeah with like no problem so i just found it really strange that margo was the one nabbed with like no issue yeah but this was like right after she looked at her like the banishment marks. T- yeah it's like it's like you acknowledge this so now it um a guard it, magically <laughs> appears <laughs> yeah i was just like okay now it's convenient yeah but, but the torture of just like seeing josh just like crying oh yeah that's kind of this is so sad. Yeah. Yeah. That's rough. <sighs> but, uh, although, does wasn't it in, like, older episodes, sometimes you could communicate with ghosts, right? Or did you have to be, like, Penny? Oh, you had to be a traveler to be able to communicate with them, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Or, like, yeah, he left his body, like, goes, like, a... Like, a, during uh, astral plane mode, yeah. right? Because that, that's how he was able to communicate with... Oh, wait, no, no, no. The other guy, the underwear guy... I keep forgetting his name, but he wasn't really a ghost either. Or he sort of was, but then his body died. Yeah. Initially, like, kind of what happened to Penny, original exactly. Penny, too. Okay. Um, but that's where we leave Margot. Well, How Margot about... and Elliot in that case, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so now we're going to jump over to Katie? Yeah. Who's serving as the new Marina and the uh, aspects <sighs> yeah. of the Reed Mark and Library um the the read mark for those that don't remember was the mark that library put on um hedges yeah. hedges yes yeah. on hedges uh in order to stop them from doing magic mm-hmm. uh so it's kind of people are trying to remove the read mark now not that the library has kind of fallen away the order is crumbled but the read mark still exists so their magic is limited so somebody literally comes with to her with her his arm blown off <laughs> <laughs> So, like, she's literally fixing arms and just trying to find a way to remove the read mark, which leads them to an old librarian. Yeah, Gavin. Yeah. Gavin uh, the Traveler. Yeah. But he's basically... Bas- yeah, he was he was the library's kind of main traveler, I think. Okay. Yeah. But he um, is... Kind- he, he says it because the library is falling apart his contract is now void mm-hmm. so he's kind of a freelance agent and they pay him um for information on how to remove the reeds mark and he tells him that they just uh need a medical manual that's in a book depository that hasn't been hit yet but the only catch is that it's warded up the wazoo and so they will need to figure out how to do that themselves because he certainly hasn't and i'm guessing he's either tried maybe or known other people who've tried and died right yeah 
And so when um, Penny and who's her second? Oh, Pete. Pete. Yeah. Yes. When not Penny. Um, when Katie and Pete decide mm-hmm. to go um, to this building, all they find is an empty lot. Mm-hmm. And when they question the people around there, they're like, they're "We have like, no idea what you're talking about." We have no yeah. idea what you're talking about. So whoever moved this building, uh, I think they sense traces that there was mm-hmm. a building there. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy magic was done. Yeah. Like so, whoever took this building also wiped the minds of everybody. Uh, that was in the area they'll be familiar with the building so it's some heavy duty magic yeah which makes you wonder is it is it it could i it probably wouldn't be a god but what if it was the dark king somehow because hmm. Hmm. who would have really really high level magic right yeah but like as of now, we don't know. We don't know yet. Dark we King. don't know yet. Well, and we he, know that he's immortal. Is he immortal? Yeah. On, in the play, they said he's immortal. He's like, I will live forever. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I, I always question immortality. <laughs> That's true because there's normally some kind of catch, right? If you can kill a god. Yeah, true. You can kill an immortal. Yeah, it's just someone who just ages slow, probably. Yeah, I, like... <laughs> Think of the elves in Lord of the Rings. Like, they're immortal beings, but they can be killed. True. Very true. So, let's jump to Alice, who probably looks the roughest out of all of them right now. She's been kind of holed up in her mom's house and, like, is been basically not showering and stuff. (laughs) And she has a ton of letters from the library. Yeah. And because we know from the end of last season that Zelda really wants her to kind of come help run things because she knows that she cannot be trusted with power, uh, being Zelda, I mean. But Alice has sort of rejected all of it and really didn't want to talk to anyone until um, so her mom basically gets her to try to help her uh, pick a prize winning orchid. <laughs> or like create. What, was it? I thought like, it was to was pick. Because you might have been pick, yeah. Yeah, because she, she, since there was so much magic, like everything um, her mom touches apparently grows like crazy. Um, and so soon after, though, Julia makes an appearance. And uh, Julia tells Alice that she wants to try and um, do a seance to contact Quentin because she really doesn't know what to do and the person who who would know how to help her would be Q. But Alice goes, that's wild magic, it's too dangerous, we shouldn't do it. And so Julia then gives her um, Q's copy of um, the world uh, within the world within within the walls. I think for so it's the first it's the first book of filler. I think right. And with all his notes and yeah. annotations. Yeah, and so um, Alice's look really touched, and um, she's reading the book later on, and um, decides to then t- uh, take one of the job requests from the library for mysterious reasons, right? Yeah. And so then we bring back one of my favorite librarians, Jewel State. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get so happy every time I see her name in the credits. Firefly. <laughs> so uh, her character, Phyllis, um, has actually asked for Alice's help because she needs a phosphoromancer to unlock a 
book. So this is a, I forget the term they call, but it's essentially kind of like a, a, a book that allow that indexes every book within their collection and tells them how to access it. Yeah. So the previous Foster Romancer died, and so she just needs Alice to basically um, unlock the pages so that the text appears again. Mm-hmm. Um, Alice then pulls like a really sly move and tells Phyllis that, well, I'm going to need a drink. And so she, the other woman, makes both of them, both of them a glass of, I think, maybe whiskey. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> but then soon after, Phyllis has to go pee. And Alice um, quickly unlocks the whole book and goes off to search for... Um, something which turns out to be it's like an empty shelf yeah it's an empty shelf place. yeah and then so she then takes a book from there and puts it in her backpack yeah it looks like they were hidden away exactly in the yeah. same manner yep um, and then back did at re- oh wait did they reveal what the book was I can't I don't remember uh, I didn't really write down what the book I think at the very end they do I think yeah at the very yeah. very end of the episode they do and so before beforehand Alice goes back home and she's smoking a cigarette and her mom's like why are you smoking she's like I don't know Quentin did sometimes and her mom um probably kind of the nicest one of the nicest conversations they've had it tells her Ever. that <laughs> you know if no one can really tell her how to grieve and so if she needs to do something crazy to get through this like she should just do it um so Alice then goes to the basement and we see uh, an entire kind of batch of living clay. And that's interesting because earlier when Penny yep. and Professor uh, Dean Fogg were at Breakbills, the Dean says that someone had stolen all of their living clay. And I guess now we know who. <laughs> I'm, gl- I'm glad you caught that. Uh, because like, I-, I didn't notice that on my first watch. I yeah. rewatch when I took my notes. I was like, oh. I see what sense. you did there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then... Um, Wait, I think they did review at this point, right? We do find out whose book it was. Yeah. Yeah, and duh, it's Quentin's. <laughs> yeah, because it ends on such a big cliffhanger. Yeah. And you're just like, what, what is she gonna do? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, what is she gonna do? Is it successful? Is we'll it find out next episode. Nightmare? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I can tell you is, as I said in th- at the top of this episode, the first three episodes are very much about dealing with the loss of Quentin yeah yeah and then Julia finding her quest Mm -hmm. and figuring out what the hell is going on with the magic searches and speaking of that so Julia's um one of her final scenes in this episode she meets an interesting Florian character yeah we completely forgot yeah (laughs) (laughs) a a man male pig where pig a sexist pig man yeah a sexist pig man oh literally made oh that's so good i didn't even catch that until right now good job lol wait what <laughs> a sexist pig uh-huh. ah right yeah. yeah ed who is a man <laughs> so just a sexist man yeah a pig. sexist yeah. man pig yes. um named sir effingham who has come to their apartment from fillery with a quest and when she asks how she can help, he's like, oh, I need a hero. I need to find a certain hero. I need Quentin Coldwater. And she's like, oh, uh, that can't happen because Q's dead. And he's, and then he freaks out. And she was like, well, you know, what if I help? And he was like, oh, you must be joking. <laughs> it was a, like, I'm surprised she didn't murder him. I know. Because I would have. <laughs> it's like, uh... Just because you're wearing, like, really old-timey clothes, like, uh, what 
period are you from yeah. right but so he leaves and she, and so she's pissed and has a conversation with penny later and she's like you know what screw this guy if i wait for him to tell me that i'm the chosen one then that's never gonna happen because in real life you don't get chosen you choose your quest so Julia's finally decided that she's going to use her magic to figure out what's going on with this apocalypse and um, stop it. Because the quest is apocalyptic in nature that affects both Fillory and Earth. Yeah. So we will find out more about that, I'm sure, in the future. I want to know now. Yeah. Well, see, I have a theory, but it's spoilery-ish, so I can't really talk about it until maybe after episode two or episode three. Maybe episode three. <laughs> okay, you gotta tell me after. <laughs> oh, no, wait. I did tell you already, silly, before we started recording. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. Okay. <laughs> At least that's my working theory so far. More on that later. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any news that came out of the TCAs because I know sci-fi um... oh well one nice thing is that I think I read that both um, Brittany Curran and um, uh, uh, Trevor has been uh, who plays um, whatchamacallit Trevor Einhorn who plays uh, Josh were both promoted to series regulars so that's really nice yeah yeah and um, I think that's yeah. I haven't heard anything more from the TCAs. Have you? I uh, know. I don't think there was much that came out about the magicians. Like so, as much as I love sci-fi, it I always get antsy when a series gets to around season four or five. Yeah, because you don't know if uh, it's to be renewed. Yeah. yeah, and I know, and like the thing is, I know how well the magicians is doing for them, uh, just across the board. Uh, so I I'm not too worried about a renewal, but like. I'm always it's in my mind that like they won't announce the they'll announce the final season as the current season is going on. Ah, uh, like, that, yeah. That's, that's that's always my biggest fear, yeah. and like I'm really hoping that's not the case. I hope we get another season. At least, I like if season six ends up being the last one. I at least want to know going into it, it'll be the last one. Yeah, because and just like exactly find out halfway through a season is like because they did that with being being human. Ah, uh... and, like, and I think they I didn't think they did wrap up being human fine, but it was just like. Exactly. Let me know. Let me set up my expectations. There's nothing worse than a show ending uh, where it doesn't get a proper series ending. You know what I mean, right? Because it's like you just want closure. (laughs) Hundred percent. So hopefully, yeah. (laughs) Hopefully they'll at least get a yeah, like like a proper final season wherein you know we all all the storylines get wrapped up. Yeah. Yeah. Like take Shit's Creek for example. I don't I don't know if you watched that, but it's. In his final season this year, just the first episode premiered mm-hmm. last week. But just like going into it, knowing it's the final season, it's like it's nice, but it's also like heartbreaking. It's bittersweet. Like, yeah, yes, but like I cherish every moment. Yeah, yeah. And it's like like well, you want to cherish the final season. Like the, you know, these are the final moments. Exactly. Exactly. You, you don't want it to be abrupt. Exactly. Uh, well, hopefully, yeah, we get an, at least another a season six, and I'm sure. This current season is going to be um, pretty interesting. And 
you know, we'll see if Q's really gone, gone, right? Because yeah. we don't know how this. Yeah, plays we out. don't know how this is gonna play out, and you know, people can die but come back, and we've seen that happen with multiple characters, right? Marina, yeah. Penny. So who knows, really? Yeah, you know, we've never actually talked about the fact that nobody in the cast knew that that was Q's final episode. Oh, I like, didn't even know that. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. no, it was... A lot of the cast got um, caught by surprise that he was gone for good. Um, they kind of found out live while live-footing the finale last year. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So that's it, still... It's a, yeah, that's still... It's, it, it, it's shocking. So, yeah. I'm... I'm I like honestly, like, like I said, I don't know where the season's going. I don't know what the plans are, but I, I, if there's one show that could pull off, it would be The Magicians. Yeah, yeah. If there's one show that could pull off a twist, like a season, a character just sitting out a season and then finding a way, but like they also gave him such a great send off. Yeah, so. like <laughs> I don't think I've cried that much in a season finale or yeah ever and like i rewatched it fairly recently too and i was still crying and like <laughs> it was so heart-wrenching yeah it's, <laughs> it, it's tough because like i welcome him back with open arms mm-hmm. but i also like the send-off yeah um, you it having like a character really be dead dead um does kind of bring more weight to whenever a character gets killed off in a series, right? Yeah. This is, sorry, this is, not to segue, but this is my complaint in in Rise of Skywalker. But anyways, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, uh, here's my thing. If you're going to bring back a character, yeah. um, give them a good reason for one, coming yeah. back, yeah. and two, make sure their plan, if they're going to be a villain, is, uh, make sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't make, like, Q come back with just, Death Star again. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that, that's a spoiler for season five. Season five finale is Q, Q speaks. He sends out a transmission from across the galaxy saying he's <laughs> actually alive. And, this has uh, been his he, plan the entire time. Yeah, he has, he has this fleet of <laughs> galaxy ending ships. <laughs> And with that, that, that note, that fre- yeah. That frequency that Penny heard was, was actually Q. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I solved it. I solved it. You've you've given us the season finale. Yeah, right there. Yes. There you go. This is the series finale. JJ Abrams will uh, direct and produce. Oh god. I mean, we we haven't I don't think we did we do a Rise of Skywalker? Maybe Christian did something. I think Christian I, I think Christian might have done something. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, we've all been busy with our lives. <laughs> but I'm not happy. Like, it's funny because a lot of people don't know this, but like, me and Nicole, like, when it's magician season, like, we're on, we're talking like week to week. Yeah. And then, like, as soon as it ends, it's, it's just, like, like, see you next year, bud. Yeah, see, yeah. <laughs> see, see you in January. Like, <laughs> like, and God forbid the show ends. Oh, yeah, then how are we going to talk? Oh, no. Yeah, we, we, we need sci-fi. We need you to deliver a new series. Exactly. There's a Chucky one. Oh, yeah. I, I saw, I read about that. I, I We'll see. We'll see yeah, how that goes. Yeah. We'll see what else they have up their sleeves. Like, it's going to be sci-fi that has to deliver. <sighs> exactly. Something, something good. Something good. Yeah. Well, on that note. Yes. Um, we can end can... episode one tonight. Yes. Episode one. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, We're just starting. Podcast, <laughs> yes. Our shortest podcast. Yeah. Yes. We did it. Um, so you guys can follow us over at theworkprint.com, uh, at theworkprint on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, if we make a TikTok, it'll probably be the workprint. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I'll put up on there. Uh, but... You can be in charge of that. <laughs> yeah, maybe one day. Hey, if you haven't made a TikTok account, do it it's fantastic like just don't download the app download it and start create account and start liking stuff you oh my god you'll spend hours on it, it actually it'll ruin your life so. yeah it just makes you scroll endlessly and you're like why am i watching this like i should oh, stop no. I, I i don't want to stop if i could just pause time and watch tiktoks i would do it well okay shameless plug for tiktok yes um <laughs> Nicole, where can uh, people find you? Uh, you can follow me at Twitter at N-I-I-X-C. And Bilal, where can you be followed? Uh, you can follow me over at on Twitter at Bilal underscore Mion. And you can find my posts about Shit's Creek for the final season. Um, also at the workprint. Yeah. Yeah, at the workprint. And uh, you'll be doing weekly recaps as long as nothing gets in the way yeah i think so i mean i at least am starting this first episode with a recap although for episode two i'm debating if i might change my format so we'll see yeah Yeah. i think format changes are always fun um yeah we'll figure it all out as we Mm -hmm. go along um thanks again everybody for tuning in and we'll catch you next week all right bye bye